0: Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.
1: The Go Radio football show with global eco-energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient.
2: Let's go! Good evening, this is Paul Cooney. It's like sucky Hall Street here in the Gorbals. John Hartson has just flown in in the last few hours from Madrid. Graeme Dorans is on his way shortly to Govan for the Rangers game tonight. John, welcome back from Madrid. Thanks, Paul. There's some great breaking news. Luis Diaz's father has been released by the kidnappers That is some brilliant news Fantastic just come in.
3: Absolutely brilliant
2: How he performed The way he did the other night Is just testimony To his character
4: Yeah it's great news It's just broke well, Oh, um, He managed to come on The other day I don't know how he, he played Under those circumstances So yeah, great news Graham
2: uh, Spotlight on your Old team tonight And I'm going to ask about West Bromwich Albion and and Did you two I think you maybe just Missed each other yeah, When did, John Hartson yeah. Had did, just gone So we've got two Big names tonight Graham is here former Rangers player Scotland as well John the legend from so many clubs but most particularly for us here in Scotland for Celtic Graeme what about tonight how big for Rangers and how realistic do you think they could be going through
4: Yeah it's a massive night Um they're coming off a back of a good result over the weekend getting into a final so it's an opportunity tonight to go and stake another claim and uh take a step forward to qualifying for, for the next round of the competition so yep huge night ahead for them Sparta Prague decent Yes, um, I watched them obviously in the, in the game against Rangers in the, in the previous the game over there so they're, they're a good side, I think their top goal, the goal scorer comes back into the side tonight as well so um, Rangers will have to be careful with that but yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight hopefully that the momentum continue that that's building at Rangers at the minute
2: John, has been a good start though hasn't it? Five games undefeated for Philippe Clermont yeah, his first really, European yeah. night at Ibrox
3: but, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm sure the crowd will get behind him. Rangers have got uh, the, the very good at Ibrox. Um, normally, in front of their fans, you know they make it intimidating. It's very, very loud there, and a difficult place for for opposition teams to come and get a result. They're in good form. I think Philip Clements. I think in the last European game where they drew nil nil, I thought they dug in for him. They showed different. Bit of character, you know, when when they were under pressure at times. So that's that's got early signs if the players are really working for the manager. And it's only been what four or five games he's been there, but you can, you can clearly see that that um, that what he's trying to put across to the players is is that is working at the minute. It's still
2: very very early, but up until now he seems to have done well. John, you've had forty-eight hours since the game. Celtic went with great hopes to Madrid. It was obviously down to ten men. We know yeah. the story. How do you reflect on it? Well, I think even even 11 v 11, Paul,
3: I think Atletico Madrid would have probably still won the game. They're a fantastic team. But I just think, you know, a lot of things construed against Celtic. I think not trying to make excuses. Atletico Madrid were by far the better team on the night. Scored some great goals. And Celtic had a a poor start. After actually starting the game, okay, But after six minutes, Griezmann scores a deflected shot. And then after 23 minutes... I thought my Ada was harshly sent off so Celtic have to play with 10 men for 17 minutes and you go in at half time 2-0 down the game is finished you cannot physically get back against and the other thing I'd like to say you know Brendan Rodgers brought on O at mm-hmm. half time but O and Keo go up top we couldn't get out at least Brendan thought well if we get the next one, then we, you know, but we, we couldn't get up the pitch. It was very, very difficult against quality players. If he puts, say, Nat Phillips on and goes to three yeah. at the back and, and tries to shore up and it's it's, it's damage limitation, you sometimes get criticised because people think, well, we didn't have a go. So he puts on a centre forward, goes two up, and it, it was very difficult. It was a really, really difficult watch in the second half, playing against a quality team like Atletico. Um, and they and were real quality. They, they, they? I think they'd run sadly saw. ragged yeah. in the second half. I think I think the boys worked hard. Um, they had a real go. Conceded one or two goals, maybe that that we yeah. could have been better at. But some of the goals as well, like Lino comes on, the the Brazilian scores <laughs> yeah. a cuts in cuts on yeah. the outside, brilliant finish. Morata oh. gets his second oh. goal of the game into the roof of the net. Strike. But no oh. excuses. You yep. know, the, the the game got taken away from Celtic, as I said, but Atletico are a brilliant side. Um, they will be in the mix, by the way, at the end of the tournament. Could they win it? Well, there's yeah. still some really good teams sure. in yeah. there. I think yeah. they'll be in the mix. I think yeah. there's quarterfinals, semifinals possibly. Yeah. But it was a difficult watch. But as I said... I felt for the players slightly because with 10 men against that sort of side away from home they worked hard and they, they, they were made to run and tackle and get back. So it wasn't a night to slam Celtic for me because a lot of things went against them in the game. So yeah, the better team won and even with 11 v 11 I still think Atletico would have won the game.
4: Graham, two questions. First one as a former Rangers
2: player what did you think? Would you agree with what John said?
4: Yeah, I think he's spot on. It's, it's an elite. It's an elite a European team you're playing against there. Um eleven v eleven Athletic and Grud are are probably gonna win that game nine times out of ten. So yeah, it was a difficult night for Celtic. Um, they go down to ten men and um they find it very, very difficult. But sometimes you just have to take your medicine when you play against these sure. these sort of teams. Yeah. Um as you mentioned, uh, these these could go all the way. You know, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if they find themselves in the semi-finals or the finals of this competition.
2: And thinking of your game tonight, Rangers against Sparta, it's different now with VAR, isn't it? And you have to watch and keep players on the pitch. Look at Marcus Rashford last night. Yeah. Man United down to ten men. I mean, there was there seemed to be nothing in it. It's like Maida I don't think anything mm. was thought of at the time. If there wasn't VAR, then they would have been eleven against eleven. It probably would still have been, as John said, yeah. an Atletico win for Rangers tonight. Is that a consideration these days? Because VAR is such a big part
4: of the game? Yeah I think it has to be you know I mean, you're, you're going into tackles that you go back to Maeda it, it's it's very very harsh but when they slow it down and you see that slow motion and you see yeah. that still picture and the studs are shown and, yeah. and they're connected with the opponent and then you give the the referee a decision to make and nowadays with the VAR you're always going to get the red cards as you mentioned there you have seen it last night in the game in, in Manchester United where Asher he's trying to protect the ball but his studs land on the ankle of the, the opposing player and it goes to VAR they slow it down they uh, they scrutinise every every image, and and he gets the red card. But I think that's that's the way football's going at
2: the minute. Two games to come for Celtic. We'll go to Rangers in just a moment or two. We'll hear from Philippe Clement. John, should they have um, still some hope to pick up points? Because that's what the manager's saying. Concentrate on Lazio. Yeah,
3: well, they they have a chance to, to you know play for a little bit of pride. There's yeah. one point from four games. Yes, they they played well yeah. against Madrid at Parkhead going in front twice, peg back twice, and Lazio, you're on the verge of winning it with the pressure, then, you know, a little bit, lacking concentration, Lazio break and get the sure. winner away in, in fire, Norde played well in the first half, we can see the goal at half-time, we end up going down to nine men, we lose, so, you know, we going to Lazio again, going to Rome, very, very difficult um,
2: and of course, they got the win the other night, Immobile scoring. That's right, yeah. So it's goals. a tough yeah.
3: fixture. Anywhere yeah. you go in Europe in the Champions League is a hard game, and you've got to be absolutely perfect. Your discipline, you know, your all round play, your keeper's going to have to have a great game, and you've got to take your chances when they come. Difficult now for Celtic, even to get third, I would imagine. Yeah. They have to win both games, Lazio and Feyenoord at home, just to give themselves a glimmer of an opportunity. But Again, very difficult on the back of how the group is
2: going right now. Quite a few first-time callers last night. Celtic fans, any more thoughts? Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. And Rangers fans, many of you heading the fifty thousand tonight in Govan under the lights. You'll be heading now. Eleven minutes past five. Give us a call. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Here's Philippe Clement speaking about tonight's
5: opponents. No, it's it's a good team, man. Eh? Like I said before the game, there. It's a a good technical team with a good structure. It's also a team who, um, how to say this, focus on the European games. Um, They they make some changes the weekends before to, to be top in these European games. They can do it also in the league that they're playing because the difference is sometimes too big. Yeah, and it's, it's a team with a lot of ambition, also with a, co- uh, with a coach with a lot of ambition that I know really well. So we know it's, it's a tough game and we need to be really at our highest level to, to get the three points.
2: Graham, what are you thinking? Injuries will be important and we know about the squad there's been a lot of chat but we know Yilmaz isn't there and some of the omissions. Let's see what he was asked uh, yesterday evening. What about
5: Scott Wright and others? Uh, He's in uh, serious doubt. It's not sure yet but it's a serious doubt. Uh, Yeah, like you said uh, John Suter also not Nicolas Rascair also not. Rabi Matondo trained the first time today with the group apart but he's not ready to be in a selection. And
2: what about Kemar Roof?
5: No, it's too early uh, because Kemar is a story that's been uh, going up and down already for a long time. We spoke also with him about that. So we, we are trying to find uh, a long-term solution in the way of working with him. I've sent him also to somebody. Uh, of course, I've talked first with the, uh, with the medical staff about that. They agreed. We will see what the result is long-term. So I'm not going to take big conclusions now. It's too early for that. But I hope we can, uh, we can make him a player who, who's available much longer time than he, he was until now because it's, a, it's an important player for this club. The club paid a lot of money for him. And it's also my duty to get the best out of every player. So we will see in a, in a few months. It's, it's going to be a work of a few months also.
2: So quite a bit there on
5: the injuries. First of all, Scott Wright, who is back... Uh, reborn at uh, Rangers Yep he came
4: on on Sunday there and changed the game I mean he's he's bringing something to Rangers at the minute that they don't have they're, they're struggling for wide players so um, he's come in um, as you said there from looking like in the, in the transfer window that he was going to move over to Turkey I think it was so he's come back in and he's an important player for for Rangers at the minute so if he misses out tonight that will be a disappointment because I thought after his performance in Sunday he would have started but one thing it does do it makes it probably an easier decision for the manager to keep Cantwell in the team because there was a bit of questions whether he brings Scott Wright back in or, or play Cantwell. That certainly worked at the weekend, doesn't it? Didn't it when he changed Cantwell, brought on Wright? Yeah, whether it was a, a tactical substitution mm. or he was on a yellow card, I don't fully know uh, the situation. But Scott Wright certainly came on and, and gave Rangers that impetus. Came on and. They, he plays the pass to, to win the, the free kick for the second goal and I think he, he also gets his goal for the third goal sorry, and also gets the, the second goal as well so no, yeah he's someone that's come back into the side and made a real difference
2: No John Souter again tonight That that is the worry isn't it with, with John wonderful player just don't see enough of him
4: well it's even more of a worry that, that Baligan's not yeah. in the European mm-hmm. squad as well so um, it would have been nice to have that option to bring him in but it looks like it'll probably be Davis that will come in there as well so yeah, it's, it's not a great rule that you need to submit your squad at the start of the season. It should be the, You should be able to use all these players, but he'll not be wanting to make any excuses. He'll, he's got a squad there it will hopefully be capable of going and winning this game. It doesn't make sense, does it? Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson mentioned it last mm-hmm. night. Why do you
2: have to put your squad in so early, John? You know, you're professional footballers. It's your yeah. living. Mm-hmm. Let, let people play. If you've got loads of injuries, add to that squad. I don't understand it.
3: Well, I, I just think it's rules and, uh, you know, you, you've got to abide by them, Paul. I think it, it's like the players' player of the year or, you know, the, it, it, you actually vote for that in January or February. People say, well, why don't you leave, leave it until the last two weeks of the season? And, you can, yeah. you know, it, you can judge players then. But I think these these rules are set. Sometimes you don't agree with them. Sometimes it, mm-hmm. it can be difficult for the managers because somebody could come into form and he, mm-hmm. you think to yourself, oh, I, I should have put him in, in, in my squad um, you know the the final squad or whatever numbers it is, but yeah, that can be annoying sometimes for managers. But you know it is what it is. The rules are there for all the managers to adhere to at the
4: start. It's obviously the situation with Rangers changing their manager. That's where the issue comes yeah, from. Sure. If the, if the previous manager's sure. still still in the job, then it was his decision, so he sticks by that. But the new managers came in. He's brought Balligan back into the team. Red Vance played a lot in them as well Two people that aren't in the European squad So that's when it becomes an issue
2: It does beg the question Why was Balligan allowed to go 18 months ago? It's strange when you think back And that was GVB wasn't it?
4: Yeah it's strange that, that they let him go um, Down to QPR and then brought him back in But it was obviously a position That they, they thought they had to bring in a bit of cover back Um said he's came back in under the previous manager And didn't play as much He was probably covered But the new managers came in and seen fit To, to put him into the team And um, he came in on Sunday and I thought he did really well in the last couple of games I've watched him as well so he deserves his, to, to keep his place but as I said, unfortunately he can't keep his place. You know, he's, he's,
3: you know, he's, he's big and strong, he's a presence in both boxes and I thought the first time around um, when Balogun w- was there, I thought it was a bit strange to let him go. You know Now they've got Suter, they've got Davis and they're starting. the players are starting to respond to the new manager and starting to Live up to their reputations, if you like. I, I like the the lad Seema. I think he's very tricky on the left hand side. You know that he can produce a goal. He's looking like when he gets on the ball, he can he can he can go past a player. He can cut inside and have, have, get a shot on his right side. I think um, Danilo has looked good. You know he's got a few goals. I think he had a really nasty injury with the, with his yeah. cheek cheekbone. Um, and it's, it's not easy when you've had that type of injury. You've got to show a bit of bravery and a little bit of a, a stomach for a fight at times. And he's happy to come in and play and and try and score goals for Rangers. So there's players now that are performing to the level where they should be. And and, and that's what the new manager, of course, has tapped into that. And, and the players are responding to him. Danilo, the fans are really warming to him.
4: Yeah, he's becoming a fan's favourite, as John touched on there, he, he was hitting a bit of form um, before his injury, I think it was against St John, where so he scored the goal and got a, a bad facial injury, so um, he was hitting a bit of form before that injury, so nice to see him come back, get a couple of goals in the last couple of games, and he's he's definitely got ability, he's still young, he's, he's a little bit raw in front of goal at times, I watched him up at uh, Dundee and he had he could have had four or five goals, I know he eventually got his goal, but yeah, he's something to work on, and um, as well, I think that the players are now now realising that what, what it takes to, to play at the club. Um, their, their performances are up, but the manager won't be getting carried away. He knows that there's still a long way to go. He knows that in January he'll probably have to bring in his own players, and and it's a work in progress. John, what's gonna happen at Celtic, do you think
2: in January? Will they strengthen the squad and by how many? And yeah. Well I
3: think Brendan has already been quoted yeah. as um as trying to trim the squad. He wants to get the, the first team squad down to 25. It's currently 32. So there's there are some fringe players there that just yeah. play a little bit of a bit part. I think he will want to give them an opportunity to, to leave and go and play football. One, because they're not regulars. And secondly, um, you know, he wants to trim his squad, something to not give him so much of a headache with his selection, and and try and bring other players in. I think Celtic have have shown that they're very good domestically. They they won, they're going for the twelfth league title in 13 years, so they've been very dominant on that front. But in terms of European football and and Champions League, you know, it's last season you you go in with a group with Real Madrid Shakhtar yeah. Donetsk and RB Leipzig you don't get third you, you finish yeah. bottom of the group mm-hmm. this season we're looking like you know doing similar um, and it could be fourth and and yeah. I think the fans you know they, they love winning love winning leagues and cups and things like that but I think there becomes a time where the supporters are like we need to we need to improve in Europe you know And that's a judge of... The other managers that have been there, the Lennons and the the Martin O'Neills and the Strackens, they all achieved this. They all achieved the knockout stages and in the last couple of years they've enjoyed domestically Trebles and and it's been great. It's been exciting for the supporters. But if you want to get to the next level, which is the top level, it's the the unique level of football, um, you've got to have a better quality of player. Now, it's not for me to say who should come out, who should come in. Brendan will know. He's training with his players every day. For Sally to improve in Europe and to go further, you definitely need a better quality of player. You can't and he stick, will know that. He will know that. It releases it, you know, it yeah. raises a couple of funds as well for Brendan if he can get decent money for the for the fringe players. But certainly the reason why we've had some good performances in the last two years in the Champions League but potentially finish bottom each time and to improve on that I don't know what the fans reckon they can call in but Brendan needs to go into the market and bring in a more quality of player
4: who was used to playing at a higher level
2: Graham where do you expect to see them strengthening?
4: like um, we mentioned last week as well there's, they're losing players to the, the Asian Cup as well so they're going to have to strengthen sure. but John's talking about the, a better quality of players and, and a higher level of players mm. can Celtic bring that in you know when these top players um, they'll go to higher clubs they want to they want to go on in Europe and be successful Celtic haven't won, won a game in the Champions League for six years now so mm. these players are looking at that and thinking do they want to go there or do they want to go elsewhere and try and progress in the Champions League
2: and the problem is the league is not attractive is it you know Going to Dingwall and then you go to Madrid—it's such a but, contrast. But
3: Celtic and Rangers are—you know—they're global yeah. clubs. They are attractive clubs to come and play for. We have attracted top players. To, you know, both clubs have attracted yep. top players over the years. You know, um, but I just feel for Celtic and Rangers to improve, and I think there's funds at Celtic. You know, I think their well, they're turnover yeah. and
6: yeah. what we saw what, the, what the what results, we, yeah. what we're
3: hearing the results, yeah. and, and I just think a manager like Brendan Rodgers. Um, who, for me, uh, you know, he's, he's the type of manager that he, he wants to take Celtic further. He wants to achieve what the, what the guys in front of him did, the yep. Martin O'Neill's mm-hmm. and the Strachan's. he have been quoted as saying that. But it's more difficult now than ever. But I'm surprised that he's not yep. going in and saying, I want this player.
2: But maybe he is. I want to work yeah. with
3: him. And they brought yep. him to the club. Mm-hmm. They wanted sure. him back. And, you know, he's got to go in as a manager and be in control of the board and say look for for me to take this club forward in Europe we need this player we need to improve there centrally we need to improve our goalkeeper we need to improve wide left centre forward he's got to give them options with, with his you know with the recruitment people Is Europa League the level for the big two?
4: At the minute yes I would say so I mean, Rangers managed to reach the final a um, couple mm. of seasons ago but I, I would say at the minute yes that is the level that, that both of them are at um, of course we strive to getting to the later stages of the Champions League that's what everyone wants but um, as John touched on there Brendan Rodgers coming back to Celtic that would have been conversations that he would have had before he came in yeah. that he wants to take the club forward he wants to progress in the Champions League because the last time he was here he won everything so that he wants to take them to the next stage so I'm sure they are conversations he would have had before he came back
3: and it's yeah. a good point that, yep. that Graham makes in terms of you think that's where they are I think is probably right but you want to be in the Champions League yeah. you want to compete against these yeah. big teams. You and know you the keep fu- close. the financial reward. Whoever yeah. wins the league this season sure. will will we'll go in and they'll get the funds, the funding yeah. which which allows to open the purse strings if and you more like. games next year. And also it's a different format next year. You know, we all sure. know it's a different format. But you wouldn't want to not qualify because Ish. that's where you think you are. You know, you want to test yourself. Absolutely. I, like go yeah. to Atletico at Madrid the other night. That was such a huge, fantastic mm-hmm. opportunity and a challenge. And yes, we were found wanting because we not quite have the quality on the night, although we played very well against them in the home game. You know, went in front twice, pegged back twice. But you want to be there rather than not be there, if you know what I mean. How good was the stadium, John? Oh, magnificent. Really good. Great I hated it? watching yeah. them put in six. <laughs> on my old club, but there was an element of oh my god, you know yeah. the noise, the crowd, and the game was ruined. I think the referee yeah. sending my agent off. It was yeah, ruined, okay. and you know I didn't enjoy watching the Celtic players. Their heads went down. You know they worked very very hard. I, I I've been there as a player when you get when you get yeah. thumped. And there's no way out. You couldn't get up the pitch. It was difficult. They were, they were banging form. The yeah. crowd were behind them. And well, they were up for it. Yeah, yeah, so I felt for the players. But in, yeah. in terms of the atmosphere, going away to these great European stadiums was very special.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's
2: go! Paul Cunney on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. We're in the presence of John Hartson, just back from Madrid. And Graham Doran's, the former Rangers, West Bromwich Albion, Norwich City, and a few others as well. That's a couple at, of clubs, West Brom, Dundee. Norwich. We I know. Both yeah, you did. That's, like, that's <laughs> right. But you missed each other, didn't you? By yeah, what? Well, just Graham a season. What, you know, yeah.
3: Thirty,
4: thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah I'm
2: forty-eight. I'm well, twelve years older than Graham. But you only missed each other by how
3: long? Yeah. Well, I went down yeah. for a
4: week's trial, and, and John yeah. was still there. He was. Uh, he just left after I
3: oh, actually signed yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the closest I got to Graham was over in Paris, about fifteen years ago. He was there with his family. I was there. On my yep. family and uh, we shared a little meal and it
2: was nice. Nice Thank to get you. to know them a little bit. The baggies, do you still like them? You must, because that was a, you had a big chunk of your career. there. Yeah, successful. Yeah, that was that was yep. the most
4: successful yep. part of my career. Yep. So still, still look out for them. Still try and get down. Um, played in James Morrison, Chris Brunt's testimonial mm-hmm. last year as well. So still a club that I look out for you. Yeah.
2: What what typifies that club? I know a little bit. I worked in the Midlands for a little while there on the radio. Um, how would you describe? the West Brom fans and the club
4: it was a great family club yeah. I mean it's a um, as I mentioned it's a club that I really had a a, a great time at. I managed to get promotion in my, my first yeah. year and we stayed in the Premier League for the next six or seven years so yeah it was a fantastic club it was renowned for going up and down a little bit before I came but um, once I went there we managed to, to stabilise it and stay in the Premier League for a few years so yep really really enjoyed it a wonderful club I
2: thought you are going to say once I got there I took them down and stayed there but <laughs> I
4: know that's not
2: true John did you enjoy your I time at the baggies? I loved the baggies yeah,
3: yeah but, uh, uh, the, uh, West Brom you know Brian Robson yeah. Bob Taylor Ron mm-hmm. Atkinson five FA on. Yeah. five FA Cups there we you know and when it goes boing boing you know the baggies the crowd they they make it a good atmosphere yeah. there at the Hawthorns and uh, it was only two it was only uh, two hours from Swansea so it suited me
2: fine yeah, it sure did <laughs> not far from home you're not far from Govan where you'll be on later tonight you on with uh Tam later on.
4: Yep, yep, heading after the after this year to to meet up with, with Tam and, and uh, do the commentary for the game. So I'm looking forward to that.
2: Where's the goalie? Are they say, and some of the Celtic fans were saying, or some of them, maybe the Rangers fans were saying, where's the goalie? Joe Hart it was a difficult night for him, and yet he had some really good saves, important ones for Celtic. But just that, the first goal, he just he, he, he couldn't catch it. He pammed it out, and it wasn't yeah, his best. Yeah, he palmed yeah. it
3: out. I think it, it came at him with a lot of pace. It's, I don't know much about yeah. goalkeeping. I'm not I'm not here to. To comment on someone like Joe Hart, who's had an unbelievable career, he's been great at Celtic. You know, remember he's been a part of a really good, successful team in the last couple of years, and he's been excellent in and around the place as well. Um, so the other night, I think he had no chance of a deflection. You know, um, Griezmann shot, and then in the second half, then you know, you're clutching at straws a little bit. Then. One or two it, goals go past him and stuff like that. but They're a special listen, team, John. You can see it. I, I, oh, they're yeah. very good. Yeah. Morata, you know, <laughs> yeah. Spanish. He, he hemorrhages goals, you know, and you've got, you know, players like Corky in the middle of the park of 130 caps for Belgium.
2: Yeah. What about yeah. Griezmann? I mean. Well, he's special, isn't he?
3: He, special. he can
2: play everywhere in the park. Yeah, he he's, was everywhere. Yeah. He was yeah. absolutely oh, everywhere.
3: His way to pass, mm-hmm. even his long range passing, when he gets it, he just looks class. Yeah you know a long time at Atletico Madrid then he goes to Barcelona and he's playing with the likes of Messi and and these type of guys and winning things then now he's back at um, at Atletico but honestly I I watched him and his balance is he's just a top top class player world class
4: Yeah absolutely world class I read an interview that he'd done I think I don't know if it was after or before the game that he studies every position in the pitch because he wants to be the best at every single position on the pitch so he'll train for every single position on the pitch so if he's asked to do that job he does it to 100% that's the mentality that Mm. that these guys have got young
2: boys girls listening in that's what to do work at it what is it the the harder you work the luckier you get yeah. Uh, Gary Player right. said that didn't he in golf Jack Butland, big fans favourite now as well at Rangers and what about the new manager he was asked uh, how's he enjoying working under Philippe Clement
7: I mean it's felt like a long time it's felt like we've been together for for ages um, which I think is testament to, to him um, I think the desire from the group has always been there I think we've it's been channeled perhaps and I think we've the manager simplified things for us but certainly I think in performances as well it's, it's shown that there's a lot of talent in this group there is a lot of belief and desire in this group, and it's sort of coming together. Um, and I guess we've seen that in a short space of time. But the way that the manager is, and the way that we are, we're you know we're not stopping anything. We've got things that we want to achieve. We've got work to do, um, and that's a conscious effort. You know, every single day is to is to keep getting better and improve. So we've come a long way, I think. Um, still a way to go, but we're we're getting towards the team that we want to be.
2: Graham, you need a good spine of a team, and it starts with the goalkeeper.
7: Yeah, he's been great since he's came in.
4: Um, a real experienced, a real experienced goalkeeper um, you, you need for your, for your backline. line. Um, so he, he talks there about the new manager coming in and everyone getting a lift. And I think he's right. I think under the previous manager, I'm not saying that there wasn't a real fight there, but it seems that they've got a new manager bounce at the minute. They're, they're showing a lot of character. You've seen that in the in the games. Um, you look at the game against Hearts when they're one nil down with five minutes injury time when they go on and win the game. Would that have happened under the last manager? I'm not, I'm not sure but um, the, the manager mannerisms as well is, is rubbing off on the whole team his enthusiasm and he's, you can see after the game on Sunday there as well when he's when he's going on and he's berating Cyril Dessers after the game I don't think that's for sure I think that's just he's got that passion in him that, that's rubbing off on the players He wasn't happy was he with Dessers? No he wasn't he wasn't um, so as I said there it, it, it's not for sure he's got a real passion he's got a real desire to come in and, and do the best that he can and, and that is rubbing off on every single player so far
2: Here's a team that won in Europe 40 years ago. We're talking Aberdeen. They're in the early kickoff. John, as you know, they're playing in Greece against Pauk. Do you want the lineup for tonight? Yeah, yeah, yep. Go on. So they're Roos, obviously, Cal Roos and goals, Nicky Devlin, Jack McKenzie, Graham Shinney, the captain, Richard Jensen, Stefan Gartenman, JB McGrath, Conor Barron, Lewis Duke Lopez, Duke himself, Ryan Duncan and Rubizic up front on the bench Duhan Mayovsky, who's in great form but away from home he starts on the bench Clarkson Guy Hayes Williams Sackler Palvara McDonald Milne Dadia and Marshall it's going to be tough for them isn't it they were uh, up as we know until the last what 14:50 minutes of the game yeah lost out the other week
3: again but they're in it you know yeah. and, and and Barry Robson will be um you know will will be excited to take his team to these type of places in Europe and I, and I just think Aberdeen the size of the club the the, the support the traveling fans they carry um, they need to be in and around you know these these sort of places in in the Scottish Premiership to get them into Europe and I just think sometimes yeah you want to be competitive but the more you are in Europe the more you can improve year after year the problem that these clubs have got hearts Hibs Aberdeen they don't seem to get there every single year. It's every two or three years they have they have a break in between. So that shows consistently in the Scottish Premiership they're not quite as consistent as they want to be mm. and they need more opportunities in Europe and to do that you've got to really sort of play really well in the Scottish to, to find that consistency as well. But I like them, I like the, the lad Duke, Majowski, obviously he's he's been great for them, the other centre forward, mm-hmm. McGrath, obviously Lex, yeah. Saint Mirren, um, does really well for them in the middle of the park, so, listen, I wish Aberdeen well, they're a, they're a big, big club, um, but it's but, a
2: tough one tonight. Yeah, F spots and maybe what could have been for them this season, isn't it, in Europe?
4: Yeah, that was a real bitter blow, the, the, the previous tie that they played against palco home, conceding two late goals, if they managed to hang on and win that game, it gives us something to, to go over there and try and even get a point, would have been would have been enough if they held on for a win, but, Mm-hmm. Um, I said it's going to be a tough night but Barry Robson new manager taking his team into Europe it's an exciting time for them they're a, they're a good side I mean I watched them on Saturday against Hibs didn't play too well but somehow managed to find a way to win the game when they go to 10 men so yeah they've had some decent results recently Um, as I said it's going to be a tough game tonight but why not go and have a go? Um, you're, you're probably going to find it tough to qualify now in the competition if you don't get three points tonight. So you should go there and have a go.
2: They're in the Toomba Stadium, which means the Black Hell. That's what they call it. Barry said it's a hell of a place to play football. So the dawn's tonight. What
4: do you think scoreline wise? Yeah, I think it'll be yeah. tough but I would say if they go and have a go I think it could be a, a free scoring game um, I'll, I'll go probably 3 3 I think I don't think they'll get anything from the game No John um, I agree yeah. tough similar.
3: Yep. tough, tough venue w- um, but I'll, I'll say 2-0 2-0 for Pouk, we
2: reckon Pauk, tonight yeah, yeah. Uh, what about last night St Mirren Last-minute goal, 2-2 with Hibbs. Hibbs looked as though they were getting their first win in, what, seven games. But great for St. Mary and John. They stay third top of the table.
3: Yeah, and showing character. You know, yeah. a, a, a lot of teams think, well, 2-0 down, is no way back. And But no, they kept going. They, 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 they kept playing the way that they normally want to play under, under Stevie Robinson. And they got their point uh, well-deserved. And, of course, as well, the other night, St. Johnson. You know they yep. were two 0 up and they were yep. pegged back to we'll two. We'll come up. to that in a minute. Or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but as you say, last night Saint Mirren showing that they've got a bit of dig and they want to stay where they are. You know they want to stay third in the table. They're, they're not happy just to be there and everybody say, "Oh look how well we do and picking up great results." They want to stay there and results lost. like last night coming back only adds momentum, knowing that they, they've got they've got the players to do that and character in the team one nights Lewis Jameson won't forget
2: it, will it, with his last minute goal?
4: Yeah, great for him to come on and get the last minute. Yeah. Um I, I watched most of the game last night as well. I and did it yeah. was it was typical hibs, you know. I thought they were they were good in spells in the game. They had a lot of chances to probably go out of sight. But as John mentioned earlier, character that St. Mirren showed to, to keep going. Um and we touched on it earlier on as well, the VAR situation, it was a slight tug in the box yeah. for the penalty, but yeah. with the way the cameras are, you're not getting away with it. Yeah.
2: Again, before VAR, it no, you're, you're definitely it. getting
4: away with that before VAR. That, that you're not getting a penalty for that. You see that in the box. Everybody's tugging and, and pushing things. You get got, got away with previously, but um, not now.
2: And what happened to Martin Boyle? Was it something just before the game?
4: Yeah, I'm not sure if he yeah. if he got a, an injury in the warm up no. um, and, and couldn't start the game. But um, as I said, Hibbs done well. The players that came in. I mean, Venti up front got his goal as well. Campbell got his goal. Uh, no sorry Campbell got his goal and and O got his goal so uh, Hibs played really well so um, that's a couple of weeks in a row now that uh, Hibs have been disappointed having been in front I think it was against um, Ross County recently and they they, uh, pegged them back as well again yesterday they're in front and they don't manage to take all three points
2: Thomas has been on he's joined the conversation from San Francisco in California at Go Football Show saying are Hibs going to start winning again because he had a great start but he just can't get a victory at the moment
4: no, they need to start winning. I mean, that they are playing good football. Um, they're, they're, a, they're a good side. They're good going forward. But I think it's six or seven games since the last win. I don't against St. Mirren I think it was. But um, they've they've not been far away in games. That's the problem at the minute. They've they've been um they've been in front at Ross County. Not managed to hold on. They lose the semi final the other day and Saturday as well when Aberdeen go down to ten men, which I thought Hibs were the better team in the game and then they're in front again yesterday and they don't manage to hold on so that's an issue at the minute they're scoring goals but they're, they're conceding too many It's goals. an
3: art in itself yeah. to, to yeah. see a game out it, it really is because when you're it up you tend to you know, not get sloppy but you yeah. think oh the game's done you know you're not really wanting to you know it's not a, it's not um, it's not massive that you go and get a third but seeing the game out you come under a bit of pressure you're it up do you sit back do you go and want to get a third? And it's not easy, as Graham said. They've been in front several times. They see they got 2-0 up last night. Massive game. And they've got to hold out against St. Mary. And they have to find a way. Stop crosses that source from the back. You know, get get in front of the back four, sort of learn to you know to, to see games out. It's not easy. People think you're two 0 sure. up, see it out. No, you
2: you gotta make sure that you're you're equipped to see games out. Rangers would take being two up tonight wouldn't they Graham we're going to go to a break in a moment or two massive game this evening Philip Clemont, what's he going to experience uh, his first European night at home
4: yeah I think the atmosphere will be, will be very good tonight um, I think it's, it's, as I said earlier on it's going to be a tough game I mean they've seen the qualities they possess from the, the away tie that they played over there but I think the crowd will be right behind them tonight. It'll be enough to, to spur them on. And I think the winner of tonight's tie will have a great opportunity progressing into the next round.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with global eco-energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps.
2: Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney. Graeme Dorrance. And John Hartson, some calls coming in, 08,08, 08, 17 17 700 The news in the last 45 minutes, Luis Diaz's father has been released after being kidnapped and that's the great news. And he did so well to play at the weekend and he's going to play tonight as well. Aberdeen are playing, I'm just looking there at the pictures just coming up. We can see there McGrath, who scored some good goals for them, hasn't he? He's been a, he's been a great signing.
4: Yeah, he's been great. I mean, he's um, we we touched on him the other yeah. week. He's managed to get himself into the island squad as well, so mm-hmm. someone yeah. came in from St and he's been a real asset for, for Aberdeen. So, um, hopefully he can perform tonight, and, and Aberdeen can get a result from
2: it. Let's hear from Philippe Lemong
4: uh, the importance of
5: Rangers doing well and winning tonight. It's difficult to say now, because afterwards you still have uh, two more games. To be very clear, I always want to win. Um, I want a team that always want to win. If it's against Prague uh, or against Real Madrid, it doesn't matter for me. I want a team who's ambitious and, and plays to win games. So I'm not asking for a draw, but it can be at the end of the of the series that that a draw was also important. So you can never say before, but we're going to play full to to get the three points. That's okay. Yep, they're going to go for it tonight. Are they going to go for it, Graham? What do you think?
4: Yeah, I think they will. I yeah. think the way the manager spoke since he came in, um, he wants a high press and attacking, free flowing football. So I don't think he'll, he'll change going into tonight. And as I mentioned there, I think it's a real opportunity for, for Rangers to go and win the game and and um, progress in the competition because I think both teams should win their their game against Aris. So I think this will be the, the important game for the, the group. He was talking
5: last night about the injury situation and this was the update. Kamar will be in the selection although it's really, really early for him. But it's because uh, you never know for five or ten minutes. will not be more than that. Um, but we need to look also. We miss quite some players because they are not on the list or because of injuries. So we need to make a little bit a uh, pragmatic choice in that way. I don't like if a player is that long out and just trains to give him a selection, but... Um, it's necessary for the moment. And he was asked a bit more about the European squad. If there's one thing important in the way I'm a coach, the way I'm a person, I am a perfectionist, but I've learned to control the controllable. So I'm not focused or frustrated about that because it's something I cannot control. It's a decision that's made, it's finished, I cannot change it. So... I leave it behind and I look at all the other things that I have control on or I try to get control on. So in that way, I think that's the best answer. I I don't think it's important to think about that because I don't know what the reason was for the decision. Maybe they didn't deserve that moment also. Or they deserve or whatever, it's finished, it's done. And luckily for them, we have a lot of other games also, not only Europe. So I want to see players who are ambitious in the trainings and in the games that we can keep in the other three competitions as as long as possible. Can maybe be an extra motivation for the guys who are not in Europe. Johnny speaks well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. but
3: he's he, he's in a position now, Paul. He, his Rangers career have started really well. So he's feeling now that he can put his stamp right on this. Because if he started and he lost a couple of games, he probably wouldn't be saying half, he's saying. So he's confident, He's he's, he's able to you know, give the players, you know, his proper views, what he's expecting, what he wants. And that's because he's started his rangers' careers really really well. It's a huge difference when you win games. You can say different things in the press conference. I'm this and I'm that, I'm gonna yeah. do this. That's absolutely fine. He deserves to say it because they've started well. And um but he's really, really wanting to put things out there and obviously the players the players will uh, will need to adhere to that.
2: Graham, what's your team for tonight? You don't have to give me the whole, but in general, do you think? Well, it almost does it right itself at the moment. Now that you've seen him over five games, we know who's out. You know, we know who's missing from the squad. We know who's injured.
4: Yeah, I think it probably does pick itself after the weekend. You know, the one decision that he would have had to make tonight, if Scott Wright is fit, is whether he brings him in for Cantwell after the weekend. But I think it'll be pretty similar to to Sunday's game. Obviously, Balligan comes out, Davis can, probably comes in We we're not having Suter as the option. Um, I think it'll be Jack and Lindstrom in the midfield. we have seen him on the left, uh, Lammers through the middle, and then I, say, I, I think if Scott Wright's fit, he plays in the right, but if he's not fit, Cantwell's in with, with Danilo up, up top.
2: Lammers, he's persisted with him, I and mean, he scored a great goal the other day. Uh, do you see improvement?
4: Yeah, I do. I mean, as someone who I watch him and I see he's got good touches, he's got good movement in times, but he's he's frustrating at times. You know, he gets into good positions and his quality is not great. But as I said there, I can see that there is a player in there. Maybe he's lacking in confidence, but um, he gets into some great positions and his movement and his touches they look good. So maybe a little bit of confidence will, will change his game. A um, goal last week at Dundee and. I thought he'd done okay as well on Sunday so um, hopefully he can build on that. Right, we're going to switch to Celtic who came back
2: from Madrid. It's not a scoreline that anyone wanted to hear. Didn't expect but they went down to 10 men as we know after 23 minutes. VAR was a big part of it. So too were the antics maybe of Simeone and some of the atletico players. This was Brendan Rodgers' take afterwards. Yeah,
7: it's a very difficult one at the moment. I've always won that's has always been supportive of officials and understanding that you know they will make mistakes, and um, but I think as, as time has gone on, I think you see clearly now the uh, the influence of, of VAR and the difficulties that, that officials have referees on, on the field, and that's why I'm saying it feels more like a computer game now, where there's a lot of judgments and decisions going on away from the field. You know it's it's in a room somewhere, and like you say, I think the referee was correct in his decision on the field, but he gets influenced. Uh, and then, of course, he then changes his mind. So, um, so it's definitely a talking point. It's and again, it's there's not so much var because it's the technology is there, but how it's implemented and how it's understood and the decisions. With so many, probably more decisions now being uh, being in place, uh, definitely the, the the referees can be um, can be swayed. So it's not something that I'm joining. I, I think I, I've when it first came out, I was. I was very much you know want to support it and uh, and hopefully it could improve our game because I think that I think everyone thought the utopia of having this uh, VAR would mean that we would lose all these bad decisions that were in the game but uh, but you could argue there's even more now. so um, it's something that I think there's a there's a high percentage of it that can work well, there's also a, a good percentage where it uh, it just doesn't feel right in the in the game
2: and John. I think
3: he's spot on. Yep. I think a lot of people now are more sceptical than before. We've had some huge calls in the last few weeks. You look at Arsenal up at Newcastle. Um, Newcastle's goal, was it the ball? Did it cross the line? Did it go out to play? Yep. You know, it looked from one angle. It did look from Arteta yep. at a massive yep. outburst mm-hmm. called the referees, a disgrace, big, big words, um, strong words. A couple of weeks before that, you know, yep. um, the the Liverpool incident. Of course, yeah. Uh, you know, sure. They go on and that score. That was a mistake. Yeah. They score. They admitted it was yep. a mistake, but that was two or three yards. Yep. How can they get that wrong at this level?
2: Do you think Mikel Arteta has gone too far? No, I, that, I don't no. I
3: think he's given an honest opinion. Okay. He's very yep. upset. He's cost yep. his team three points. They've spent a fortune, you know, Arsenal. Yep. They want to go and win the league. Every single point matters yep. to Arsenal. He's, he, he's obviously very aggrieved, by by what VAR have done the other night a lot of people in the studio Owen Hargreaves, Martin O'Neill didn't think it was a red card and Brendan's right the referee initially the referee initially gives a yellow card and all of a sudden VAR have to get involved say I want you to go and have a look at it they go and have a look at it and it's put on like a freeze frame which looks ten times worse. That's when that's the first thing he saw, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was right. And they, 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 yeah. they, they, they put it on a still, if you like, and it looks a lot worse um, than the actual incident. So for me, you know, some people are still quite... I personally think maybe in the future if it keeps going the way it's going and causing so much controversy and players just manage sort of disagree and losing the plot you know um, they might well get rid of it. Do you think? Possibly yeah. Paul because every weekend Achoo. that's all everybody's yep. talking about mm. is VAR. Too much. And yep. I just think my opinion is they should let the referee let ref the game right? Until there's something extraordinary happens then okay VAR then can mm. step in because they've got to give the referee some Sort
2: of some sort of leeway because that's what they're there for, yep. they're there to ref. And yet, some people think, Graham, I'm not talking about that incident, but refs now go for a yellow and they leave it to VAR to make them produce a red. Yeah,
4: I, 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 I agree with John. I mean, there has to be some sort of way that let the referee ref the game. Um, otherwise, the referee would be better off sitting at the side and you just yep. you just ref the, referee the game from a computer or a screen or, or something like that. But, um, yeah, rules are rules at the minute. The way Maeda goes in, he puts his studs up, he puts himself on a position for the referee then to go to VAR and have a look. And as you see, you, you've seen it so many times recently. As soon as you see that still image, when the stud's up and there's contact, he's always going to change his mind and give a red card.
2: So players are going to have to change the way they play. I mean, Maeda's not a dirty player. No, no, Everyone at all. knows
4: that. But John, well, you
2: would be getting told now if you were playing... It'll have to players, be desperate. Yeah, players,
3: yeah. of course, have, have, have got to be a little bit more wise when yeah. they go into challenges because if you show your studs, then you you allow the referee. Then he's got he's got a decision yeah. to make. Don't be in a position where it has to go to the referee. But referees are paid to make decisions, big calls, big decisions. It's almost like you know all the pressure's been taken off them. Because even if if they make a mistake on the field, it, it can be resurrected by the VAR. Sure. It, it can be corrected. So the refs are just going around thinking, oh, "I'm not quite sure about that. I'll go to VAR." Yeah. But instead of you no, know, hold on a minute, you know, stand on your own two feet, be big, be brave, make a decision. But they can't even make that decision because VAR get involved.
4: Yeah absolutely let, let them referee the game have, yeah. if you're going to keep VAR in have it for big decisions for if it's over if it's if it's a goal if it's three yards offside I, I also don't like when it's offside and they give it by his toe being offside mm-hmm. like sure. there has yeah. to be a, a limit in, in the benefit of the, the attack go to the attackers you know me I, I don't like the real real tight decisions where they draw the lines who's to say the computer can't go back a millisecond and the line's different yeah. from when there's contact in the ball so um, I think they need to, to get a look at it and, and maybe change it
2: David a Rangers fan is on the line on the way to the game David can we call you back straight after the news we'll call you in three minutes is that okay? Yeah no problem thank you Thanks David on the way to the match what's the latest from Greece at the moment 11 minutes gone no scoring Pout 0 Aberdeen nil. Graham, are you managing to catch much of it there? Yeah I'm just yep. watching a little
4: bit behind you I don't yep. think there's been there's been many chances so far mm-hmm. so um, not much happening
2: Shouldn't have had those chocolate biscuits this afternoon. (laughs) Right, some
4: calls coming in. We're going to speak
2: to David on the way to the match. Rangers up against Sparta Prague. And if they win tonight, that's uh, big news. There's going to be European football after Christmas for Rangers and then for Celtic fans we're going to hear from Brendan Rogers. We know what's next yeah. domestically they want to maintain that lead maybe stretch it at the top of the yeah. table but also looking forward to the games coming up with Lazio and Feyenoord coming up next is the news
1: the Go Radio football show with global eco-energy free quotes for solar PV battery storage and heat pumps let's go
0: Global Eco-Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to
2: global-eco.co.uk. Tonight it's Paul Cooney with John Hartson, is here, Graham Dorans as well. And there's good news for Aberdeen fans. Graham, they've gone one up against Pauk, and it's the Duke himself.
4: Yep, a wonderful finish. They broke down the right and across into the box, and um, a great touch and spin that, that even John would have been proud of, I think. Oh, that a good
3: goal. Really good goal. Difficult one to control, but he, he spun the defender and at the same time finished it nicely with his left foot. Great goal from Duke. David's on the
2: line that could be good news for Scotland tonight David a good early goal for Aberdeen yeah decent start aye Yeah. I- I'm assuming you're on the way to the game maybe you're
6: heading for- no I'm not the kid, I've got two boys the kids have got football tonight so I can't make it tonight but um, I was just a point regarding yeah. this VR yeah uh, it's getting beyond a jolt now yeah. I think the one the Man United last night was absolutely disgraceful yeah I mean Rashford's on the edges in box defending, the ball, mm-hmm. stepped over the ball to put his body in between the man and the ball. He stood on the guy's ankle, I get that, but straight red. Really?
2: Yeah, I think everyone the game, the game at The
6: week, yeah. the game at the weekend as well, Tottenham, Chelsea,
2: yep.
6: what would the score of that game have been if VAR wasn't involved? What would the actual score have been, do you sure. think? It's just, it is getting beyond a joke, but yep. the to be fair, to use it for goal line technology and offsides, when they get it right, yeah, that's fine, fair enough. But the comparison between football and rugby and this VAR is beyond a joke.
3: Guys, yeah, so well, at is, least yeah. at least in rugby, David, you got strong referees and they make decisions and if it's if it's one that they're not quite sure of, then they will go to VAR and, and, and check. Um, but the discipline anyway in rugby and football referees is, is night and day. You know, the, the rugby players, even even as much as look at the referee in a bad way, they send them back another 10 metres or they, the sin bin or, or everything else. But in terms of, I just think you've got to give the referee some responsibility. Let the referee ref the game unless there's a, a really, really contested challenge or an issue, then go to VAR. But at the minute, the referees have got no control. VAR mm-hmm. is totally in control, and the referees—why are they there? They are there to make big decisions on the field. They're paid—they are paid good money. The top referees, yeah. but it's like it's like last night—a yellow card. People can say it's a red card. Don't much—it would have made much of a difference to the game. It just—it just. Sorry, on it, Tuesday. On Tuesday, it Tuesday it yeah, just manager. Yeah, a Really, sure. really difficult night to play seventy minutes with ten men. But the referee initially. Mm-hmm does what he thinks is was right, and I think he was right. He gave a yellow card. Then in his year, he's told, I have a look at it. Sure. And when he has a look at it, it looks 10 times worse
2: because yeah. it's a freeze sort of frame. Of course. And when you, when you see the referee going thing. to the VAR, you know it's game over. Graham, uh, the, the technology is kind of taking over now, isn't it? It's like AI in football is changing the experience, changing the scorelines.
4: As you, you've got two or three referees <laughs> sitting behind the screen and, and they're basically refereeing the full game. I agree with John, you, you need to give the referee... Um, the authority to go and ref the game I mean they're they're, they're making decisions and then they're going to VAR and they're they're getting the VAR to make decisions for them but every point that you've made there I absolutely agree with I mean the sending off yesterday for Rashford I don't know what he's meant to do he's trying to protect the ball his foot lands on him I get it it doesn't look nice but it's not a malicious tackle it's not a dangerous tackle he's not came flying in where he studs up he's put his foot down to land on the floor unfortunately his legs his legs there so um, I don't know if there's much he can do about it yeah.
0: David exactly.
6: yep. I agree with the case but the thing is the referee's showing the image straight away so yep. straight away sure. I've made a mistake here right. I've given a yellow and it looks clearly like a red yep. yep do you know what I mean it happened with my that happened with Rashford last night he was yep. given the wrong image to start with why are they not showing the general play up to speed Brendan Rogers said it watch it back in normal time it doesn't look malicious he's not that type of guy I know my head is all about the press the press story yeah. he's yeah. desperate well, I get well, that I
7: think the red card was, was a big turning point in the game I think we started well we started with confidence got into some really good areas of course then we, we then get the man sent off very early which, which was a huge disappointment because I didn't feel it was a red card I think when you. When you, when you watch the images back and you watch the, the rerun of the, the action, both players uh, kick each other's feet. And I think the, the referee's seen that in game time, but then he's asked to go and have a look at it. And then I think the images, that the first image he sees, it's not representative of the actual challenge in the game. You know, I think you plant the seed whenever he, he sees he, His first image that he sees is with Deja Maeda's foot up. But that wasn't, it, it wasn't the challenge. And when you watch it, it's a really, really soft red card. Now for a team like ourselves, Coming to here, 11 v 11, we would have to be at our, our real max to be looking to get something out of the game. Once it goes so early to to 10 versus 11, it becomes a real challenge for us. And obviously as the game goes on, we tire. And, and of course they were scoring from all angles and uh, and scored some fantastic goals. But I think the uh, the red card makes, a, uh, makes it really, really difficult for us.
2: David, Pauk have just equalised song in 24 minutes. It's 1-1. One, one. And you make a great point. Um, var, the technology should be for goal line. Techn- was the ball over the line? Well, we, don't, we don't ha- that. We, we don't have it in Scotland. We don't have it here, no, John.
6: Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah. The tennis, brilliant example. Hawkeye. How can they get the lines properly? And some of the offside decisions, uh, his arms offside, his elbows offside, parts that he would never be able to score with either. I honestly think... It's just ruining the game. it would be better going back to what you had before or you get it up to speed like rugby and you do it quickly. The guys who are in the studio that are watching the screens back and calling the ref to watch, they should be heard on the big screen. All the fans should be able to see it and then we we'll see where we go for there. But at the moment, it's just a complete farce.
3: I agree with you. And I, I just think um, a little bit further down the line, if there is going to be some some really bad VAR decisions as they've been in recent weeks I think that everybody will come to an agreement that they don't want it anymore it's just causing yeah. too many problems because every single radio yeah. show you put on yeah. every single Monday Night Football which I used yeah. to think was great they go over all the weekend goals and Guy Neville and sure. Jimmy gets yeah. up and do their analysis and yeah. they're yeah. absolutely brilliant Sorry. but half the show is about VAR yeah.
4: Know, it's, just it's just taking
3: yeah, over football yeah. can,
4: can we get ex-players involved maybe and, and go in and, and see mm-hmm. that and explain when Maeda's made that tackle and say look here's my point of view I've played the game when I'm trying to block that that's there a that's yeah. a natural sure. position for my foot to go into here so I think we need club. to can take that into consideration I think the referees yeah. are probably following the rules too mm-hmm. much yep. and, and as you say you see the still pictures and the studs up it's a natural position. When you take the even the, the the Spurs sending off against Chelsea on Monday. I get that he's won the ball, but he's followed through. Um, where, where are you meant to go your your okay. foot once you make a tackle? It's always going to follow through. So maybe we could that that could be something we could look at.
2: David, let's switch away from yeah. VAR before you go to where is the football tonight?
6: Uh, the young lads end up Thurman and the other one plays for Kelty oh, so right. yeah. uh, one's one 16 one's 13 so both I mean, ballers so aye fantastic Hardball. what do you think Rangers tonight what do you expect uh, fingers crossed we won our home game send off
2: and the manager what are you feeling about Clemo?
6: Uh good good so far good vibes anyway undefeated five games definitely good vibes changing the squad changing the team you will wonder if there was a bad apple on there somewhere. So I but I've a better of praise for James Tavernier as well. I'm glad the manager stuck with him for, for captain say I never said a bad word about James Tavernier. and these numbers are just phenomenal. He just keeps doing it. The last couple of weeks as well, when the chips were maybe down a wee bit, James is there to tuck them away, yeah.
2: Graham, hundred and eleven goals.
4: Yep. Well, I've got 115 here in front of me I was, I You'll actually, be right I've I yeah. seen, seen a stat during the yeah. week that it was the top 10 defenders in the world James yeah. Tavernier uh, top 10 defenders for uh, goal scorers um, James Tavernier's 7th in the list with 115 at the top you, you've oh. got the likes of Ronald coming on there Hiero, Lauren Blanc, Sergio Ramos so mm. he's in with some decent company in there so listen, his, his numbers that he puts up <laughs> is incredible mm-hmm.
3: yeah. I've always said it I've always said it. I couldn't believe when he was getting stick I think I think he scored somewhere like seventy-five percent of Rangers' goals in the last few years, and he's tech—he's technically excellent. I think he's a better—he's better uh, going forward than he is defensively. Although he gets in and he does a job defensively, but as you say, you know, from right back a couple of seasons ago, I think he hit twenty-eight goals from right back. That's freakish, you know. That's freakish, and uh, technically, you know, he is magnificent. Technically, you don't score that amount of goals. You know, and he hits free kicks. Yeah. How many assists? How many assists? It's over 100, 100 as well. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. You know, from that sure. right hand side, yeah. he he picks people out. What about his ball for, for was it Danilo for the winning goal against Hart yeah. yeah. Oh, what yeah. a ball that yeah. one. Phenomenal. Yeah, incredible. He's got great oh. technique. I like him a lot. Okay.
2: Scoreline tonight, what do you reckon, David? Uh, fingers crossed 2 1. 2 1, do you reckon? Thanks so much. Enjoy the training with the boys tonight at Kelty. Um, and also at Dunfermline David on it's brilliant isn't it out with the young ones the boys the girls getting them into the game there's not enough of it
4: yep that's what it's all about I'm, I'm uh, forever taking my little boy all over the place to, to go to his game so uh-huh. um, it's good to go out and see the young kids enjoying it how'd you
2: go on last weekend you had a big cup tie for Johnson Borough
4: yep we played Dundee North End I think it was in the, in the cup we won 3-0 so we've progressed to the, the next round which is this week against Irvine Meadow at home.
2: Oof, the Meadow. Big club from Ayrshire of course.
3: Yeah.
4: Yep, a big club at that yeah. level, so looking forward to that game.
3: You still enjoying your football, Grey?
4: Yeah it's good Good to still get out there on a Saturday I mean I yeah. spent a year out of the game and the missus was taking me out on a Saturday afternoon and I was I was missing being <laughs> involved Silverburn so. and all that Yeah that's it Mine's taking me out
3: on weekends you know <laughs> yeah. on my three little
2: girls He'll be at Harrods and all that
4: you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Mind
3: you
2: you'll also be
4: in town about no, Fraser's
2: no, yeah Buchanan no, Street Zara yeah. next for me uh-huh, Yeah. 08 oh, oh, 17 17 700 the goal there they took it well what happened Graham? did you see it the the equaliser for from Pauk
4: Yeah I just caught the end of it there. They broke down Aberdeen's left-hand side and it was a, a cut back to um, about the penalty spot and he's tucked it away. Aberdeen tried to get back a couple of people on the line, but um, they've started the game okay. I mean, they're still in it. There's only half an hour going, so there's plenty of time.
3: Just going back to VAR, yeah. Paul, the little bit, 30-second comment, that's all. Um, I said a couple of months ago, when I was dead against it, I thought mm-hmm. it's should to stay. I don't think, but you know what? With the controversy that it's causing, my point when I said... You know, I think they'll come to a decision, maybe a vote, maybe, uh, you know, f- from the Premier League managers. They might ask every Premier League manager. I just think he might get binned. You know that.
2: Wow. Graham, could you see that happen?
4: Um, I'm not sure if it will fully get binned. I can see them sitting down and making changes to it. As yeah. we mentioned there, it, it may be that they let the referee ref the game and, and only come in for serious foul play or if the ball's over the line are are real big decisions I don't think they should be getting involved in every single decision Um, as I touched on earlier if it's a clear and obvious offside I know that is meant to be the rule but they're relying on it too much for things that aren't clear and obvious and they're making decisions from it through that I think
2: we'd agree with you the breaking news from Spain is that Diego Simeone has extended his contract. We knew it was coming, John, and uh, after that 6-0 win the other night. So I think it's not as much as he was on, but he'll still be one of the highest paid managers in the world. He was on over 500 grand a week, but he's going to be there until 27. So that would... Now you dropped out to 450 now. Well, John, <laughs> it must be tough, eh? I mean, that is a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And um, Brighton have gone one up against Ajax and uh, the goal a few moments ago there and it's Fatty who has scored so Brighton again Ajax of course in really difficult times Ajax
3: are not the force they're team. not they are were. they no.
2: they're missing Ten Hag maybe they, could he be on the way back but Man United you know, if this was the Manchester radio station well what would the punters be saying about half of them want to keep him and give him time to develop his own team Graham but it was a big disappointment last night
4: yeah I watched the game last night as well yeah. they, um, they were in there 2-0 up looking very comfortable in the game Um, again that that sending off changes it Um, Copenhagen get two goals back before half-time and in the second half was strange I expected Copenhagen to come out and have a goal but they didn't Mm. they let Man United have a lot of the ball they got the cell in front again and then obviously conceded two late goals which was a big disappointment
2: Should you ever go to the the fans that that went against them didn't it?
4: No you should never do that too early especially when there's plenty of time left in the game
2: (laughs) Who's going to win the Champions League John? You've seen a fair bit of it Best job in the media isn't it? John, Guest of the biggest games. About, so, yeah. I think this what do you season.
3: Think? I think it could be uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, might be there with, yeah. with the way that Harry Kane has yeah. slotted in there. Um, I think he's got 19 goals in fifth, mm. something ridiculous of like that. But it's not a shock, is it? I think at this moment in time, he's the best centre forward in the world, even better than Mbappé. Yeah.
2: You think so? Yeah, he is. The I way is. he's playing. Sure. I just do. Yeah, Mbappé's world class. Yeah,
3: different. You know, absolutely could go and play for any club in the world. But for me, I just think the consistency, the way Harry Kane's moved away from, from, uh, from Spurs mm. to a different culture, to a different country and, and gone on uh, as if he's been at the club for three or four
2: years. And Harry, isn't it amazing? He hasn't won any major trophy no you've been I mean, at Spurs that's why yeah indeed what about Spurs then you'd see the game well you, you know you were in Madrid but yeah. you've obviously seen the highlights we the, watched highlights. the
3: result yeah. Yeah, was 4-1 Chelsea Sc- won
2: it Spurs went two up at one point then it was VAR chopped yeah. it off and I mean they were all over them at the beginning Graham, you saw that game
3: yeah I watched
4: yeah. it yep started so well again the first 15-20 um, minutes go two up and then um, they, they lose the man they lose a few players from injuries and it just it went pear shape from there it went downhill but they were still brave when they went down to nine men they, they, they played the high line they tried to um, not allow Chelsea to get in behind but um, unfortunately in the end they just succumbed to, to the pressure that Chelsea put on them
3: And well, I just think Andrew's got some credit in the bank I think uh, you know after ten games unbeaten top of the Premier League Doing, doing absolutely brilliant so I think the odd loss even though it's to a, a major London rival and no love loss between Spurs and Chelsea um, you know he'll be hurting but wolves away I think on on the weekend for Spurs. So that's a game that
2: Andrew will look to be bouncing back in. Where would you rather be, Tory Glenn or Tampa Bay? You know what I'm talking about. We love Tory Glenn, not far from where we are here at the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. But Robbie Nielsen, who left, well, he was sacked by Hearts late last season because he couldn't get them. They'd lost that third spot. They didn't get third spot. But what do you think? An today as manager of Tampa Bay. Good for him, isn't it? Good for
3: him because um, I think Robbie's got something. I really do. I think uh, he brought Dundee United back up into the Premiership. Um, he was a good player at Hearts initially. He had good times at Hearts, and I think once or twice. I think I think the um, you know the the crowd might have turned once or twice against him. But I always felt he had the the desire to try and turn that around. he made the decision to. to to remove him from his duties and I'm delighted that he's back in the game because I think he's a really good football man.
4: Yeah, i um, a manager who'd done very well, done the you United, know, getting them promoted, yeah. uh, went to Hearts and, and started well. Unfortunately, I ended up losing his job, but good on him eh, to go over to somewhere in uh, uh, America and, and progress his, his CV and progress his coaching and, and go over there and do it. So um, I'll look out for the results.
2: And I see there's reports on ESPN when it was announced today in an interview with him. Um, Mark Donaldson, really good journalist, used to work with him when he was at 4th in Edinburgh, and he was saying that he understands that he'd been offered a position at Rangers under Philippe Clemenceau. So that's not been confirmed yet, but maybe that wouldn't have surprised you. So a few weeks ago, before this was announced today, he had a chance to go to Ibrooks.
4: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm not sure where the, the link would be with the new managers come in, but listen, someone who's got a lot of experience, he's been a manager for several years now he's, he's went down in England and had a crack at it there as well and came back up when as I mentioned being at Hearts in Dundee United so yeah he would have been good one to get in alongside the manager because he, he certainly knows the Scottish game well
2: what's the latest Johns
3: it's still 1-1 one, one over there 1-1 one, 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 yeah Pauke was just yeah. just taking a little bit of control of the game but uh, Duke scored a great goal uh, I'm not sure yeah. if that's a foul probably got a VAR okay. for 15 minutes i yeah. check <laughs> but a good yeah.
2: start for Aberdeen Duke scoring yeah. early great on goal, yeah. yeah
3: and then uh, Pauke pegged, uh, pegged them back uh, so I think Arts might want to get into half-time nearly 35 minutes on the clock and just yep. regroup
2: and uh, come out in the second half and have a real go Pog one, Aberdeen one and next game for then of course we know it's Sunday against Celtic and Rangers playing tonight and then they've got Livy at the weekend so two big games coming the other games this weekend Dundee have had a brilliant start to the season against St Mirren same story, even better Hibs against Kilmarnock Motherwell against Hearts and St Johnson against Ross County with uh, Craig Levine in charge John you mentioned that earlier on yeah it looked a great start 2 up but it ended up 2-2 um, two, two. and yeah. that was great for Motherwell though who badly needed the point Great for Motherwell
3: yeah. but Craig Levine would have been praying on the sideline that his team can hold out for a win because what a start that would have been in, in his new job um, mm. you know St Mirren rock bottom uh, sorry St sorry, Johnson, St. Johnson. Yep. Rock, rock bottom and that would have been a big point, big three points for him. though... They needed the points,
2: didn't
4: they? Yeah, they did. They're a little bit of a dip at the minute. Um I watched the highlights of that game as well when going to an all-up for St Johnson, they would have been very disappointed to never seen it out. But Nicky Clark will be a huge player for, for Craig Levine. You know, I, I read today that he's played four games yeah. since February and it's four different managers. So it's important to keep him fit um he can certainly get the goals to file them up the table.
2: Four managers, yeah. Yeah, so that's what yeah, I read. Course, yeah, four you know, games since, wow. and,
4: since February.
2: Um Are you neglecting the family a wee bit? You're watching so much football. I am kidding. Great family man. Toulouse have gone up against Liverpool. It's 1-0. Donham scoring in 36 minutes. And a moment ago it went up as 2-0. But these days you have to check in case... of course Liverpool will be playing some of the the younger players maybe Ben Doak as well that's not confirmed yet but that's on tonight huge European night 1-1 for Aberdeen at the moment over in Greece and I think oh that was almost 2-1 for Pauk but it's gone past Kel Rus' goal and then 8 o'clock tonight Rangers up against Sparta Prague Team News coming soon
1: the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products.
2: Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, along with Graham Dorans and John Hartson. The legend is with us. Big Bad John. Is that oh, what again? you called him a few times when you were uh, a youngster? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I... He <laughs> he's some striker, wasn't he?
4: Yeah, yeah he's, he wasn't bad. Yeah, as I said when went down to West Brom, he was um, yeah. he was very good. But that week I was down there and <laughs> terrific career.
2: Was he good with you when you saw yeah, him? Yeah, he was great. Yeah.
4: All, the, all the older boys. I mean, John was there as well. Jonathan Greenham was there. Yeah. Paul Robinson. So um, for me to go down from Livingston and be involved with these guys was fantastic for me when I was 20 years old and going down there.
2: I knew I was safe with that because he's so kind. John, you do so much. Can I just say, you were yeah. at the Beats in today. I To help them and support them. Well, we've yeah. pledged.
3: We give them um, £40,000 um, from our last event, the charity ball. And we've pledged to to raise a lot more and, and obviously hopefully we can do that um, because they're a, they're a self-funded uh, charity, you know, the, the Beetson, uh charity and um, they do wonderful things down there, you know, they're, they're saving lives and they've got great staff and, um, you know, I can't think of anything better and, and more, uh, you know, and, and more sort of uh, in terms of d- deserving than, yeah. than obviously... Um, helping them to, to get where they want to go in terms of, you know, helping other people. And as I said, you know, just continuing to do great things. And that's the, what they're doing. You know, we've yep. got Glasgow Children's Hospital here. Um, th- th- that is amazing oh, as well, yeah. what, how mm-hmm. they treat the kids and their parents. And, and, and the Beatson mm-hmm. charity as well, you know, they're, yep. they're exactly the same. So, you know, I know they get a lot of support from other people, but yep. it, it's a charity that, that um, I admire so much.
2: You're absolutely right, John. Football does so much. Here's a big football fan on the line, Paul. On the way to Eyebrooks tonight. Good evening, Paul. Uh,
8: evening, Paul. Evening, John. Hiya, Paul. Hiya. Looking forward to the game tonight. I'm going to bring um, yeah. a bit more optimism under Clamont. So, mm-hmm. I think I, I think we're good. Good, good um, performance tonight, and take care of Linus all next time. And, and we're, we're in the next stages of the Europa League again. So things are looking pretty optimistic. Um, I guess I just wanted to get the guys' thoughts about the game tonight. Tom Lawrence, I, I, I've been a big fan of Tom Lawrence, I think. I, I watched him at Derby and things like that. He's just, had a, just had a horrendous spell of injuries and everything like that. But I just wanted to know what the guys think where he might fit into to the team moving forward. Because I think that's him starting to come back again now.
4: Graham? Yeah, I, I think he's a wonderful player. Someone I played against him when I was down in England at the later stages of my career. And... Um, watched him last season as well where he fits in I think he can play in that number 10 we spoke at Lammers and he's not really hit the heights that he, he needs the heights and get to the numbers that he needs to get to play in that position with your assisting goals and Tom Lawrence can certainly fill in there but I think we listened to the manager's interview earlier on and, and he'll be patient with these these players I mean he's, he's spent a little bit of time injured himself Kemal Roof uh, it's important that they, they get the rehab right and they put them back in at the right time because too many times, especially with Kamar Roof, he's broke down too many times going back into early. And I think Tom Lawrence came back a couple of months ago and, and had a little setback as well. So the manager only to get that right, and, and there's certainly a place in that team for him.
2: He's not hiding from that though, the manager is it. He's trying to get to the bottom of these injury problems for people like Kamar Roof.
4: Yep. Since it's, it's, I know how hard that is when you're at a club like that and you're and you're wanting to get out there every day and you've got a bad injury, so he'll be he'll be chomping at the bit to, to get back out there. But like I said, it's important the manager keeps him. Keeps them grounded. Get his full rehab done before he, he puts them back in. Because when you play in these sort of games and the schedule you got, you need to be 100% to go into these games. If you go in at 80, 80%, 85%, you're at you're at risk of breaking down. And you've seen that, John. You've got that insight. You couldn't play. I well, I know or, Tom.
3: Yeah. I know Tom Lawrence. So you know I followed his career. You know, at Derby last season yeah. under Wayne Rooney, he was made captain. Mm-hmm. He got relegated. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rangers poached, got him to the club. Uh, not last season. Yeah, season, season before. before. Sure. Um, yeah. And I think he's a good talent, I really do. I think he's got a problem um, with Robert Page, not picking him for the national team, but they're they're doing well again because I think he's good enough to play for Wales. Um, And I like him. I think initially when he came to Rangers, he was one of the better players, did really, really well. But what what Tom needs to do, as Graham just alluded to, he needs to be more consistent, he needs to stay fit. And sometimes that's not his own fault because when you're coming back from a long-term injury... It's not that particular injury that concerns you. Then it's other parts of your body. Then because you haven't been active, um, so it's a shame that he can't get himself, you know, more consistently. Because I think he, he slots into that Rangers team. I really do. But he needs to show that he's capable of getting through games, and you know, like he
2: was when he first came. Paul, what are you feeling at the back? Do you agree? Ben Davies will probably come in tonight. There's no John Suter. Is that what you think the manager will do?
8: Uh, probably I, I, I know, Bill's left him a there Well he goes up at the puzzle. He calls it but um, yeah. You know I'm a big fan of, of Leon Balagin as well. And I know I don't think he's eligible tonight, he's but not. I think no. moving forward, I, I think he's a great player. I, I like how he comes out forward thinking for the back. He, he reminds me of a guy. I wonder if you remember him? Majid Bagera. He, he was very simple. Yeah. So just he drove forward with the ball. Um, because I just had a wee thing and Paul just sure. to say. As well I, I
6: think
8: And I want to get well, I, I think the bench For Rangers Is we get the, the League Cup final And the game at Parkhead Now if Clermont comes out there With a Cup final victory And a decent result Against Celtic And That'll tell me That I think we've seen Progress at Rangers Because So far so good But Where Bielfield And where from Brock Crossfield Possibly Definitely Biel was the big games that mattered, and and these are two big games against Aberdeen, who, in my opinion, play a couple of games a year. And that's against Rangers, um, and uh, definitely Parkhead. That that's yeah. the big one. That's going to be the benchmark. And, and John, you'll remember, mm. Martin Neil said in the early 2000s, Rangers are the benchmark. Now this is this yeah. is the benchmark for us. And Walter Smith did it. Walter Smith, if you remember, yeah. took a depleted Rangers side to Celtic Park and Ugo Ekwueme.
2: God rest his soul guy yeah. yeah, yeah he playing scored that go, yeah, attacking yeah. goal and, and,
8: and no yeah, one expected did.
2: Rangers to win that game oh, yeah. that's oh, a great well, point Celtic are the benchmark for Rangers and for Philippe Clement
3: yeah well uh, I'd agree and I think Rangers had, had a fantastic spell as well when Martin O'Neill came and yeah. he was yeah. almost saying well we have to step up if we are going to challenge Rangers and and he went out and bought some really quality players Alexis Sutton and Thompson yeah. and people mm. like that Um Lennon and who did very well, but Carson. you know, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, well, I just think um, I, I I tend to disagree a little bit, Paul, because it's not necessarily the the Celtic Rangers games that decide where the title goes. It's it's avoiding these one all games and draws at Hibs and nil nils at St Johnson and and these other places because you can anybody can turn up that doesn't even need a team talk. For for the for the uh, for the derby games, you know the, it doesn't need a team talk because you know what it means to the supporters. Everybody's up for the game. If you can't get up for that game, then you're in the wrong game. But remember, Michael Beale
2: did have a good start. Remember, he went a lot of games without feet but he, yeah, couldn't he beat Celtic.
5: Yeah,
4: he, he did. Um, I agree with you there. The, the, the marker is to go and, to go and catch Celtic. You know, they've won um, every trophy bar one or two for the last ten years. So of course, Rangers have to. You set that as the mark to get to and they need to target that, um, that that game against them but John's right there's plenty of games to play in between that and you know it's it's the games that when you go away to Livingston in a plastic pitch and it's yeah. um, it's hard to get up for that game it's easy to get up for an all them game it's, it's yeah. these games that are tough ones so that game will take care of itself I mean we'll go into that game and um, the players will all be up for it and all be ready to go, but it's the it's the ones in between that when you go away to Ross County, sorry, they, they, them
3: games be. decide where the league goes. They're fantastic games to win. The bragging rights, everybody feels it. Every Celtic fan in the world, every Rangers fan in the world, the kit man, the guys on the on the front doors, the the guys that open the gates, everybody feels it when you win one of them games. But ultimately, I feel you've got to be consistent against the other teams. To go on and win a league. What are you thinking about
2: Scott Wright and the difference he's made in the last few weeks, although he may not start tonight, fitness wise?
8: Oh, that's a, a, a massive turnaround, and it's ironic as well because who was nearly out the door? To turkey, yeah. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, come on, what, what's been good about come on? I suppose it's that new manager bounces. He's come in and he's went, everyone gets a clean slate. And listen, I'll put my hands up, Paul. I've been on your show a number of times. not while you're
2: driving. A big <laughs> yeah.
8: No, 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 absolutely not um, But a big critic of um, James Tavernier, and, and I just want to say uh, I, He's proven me wrong now, right? But um, I, I hope, as I said if The proof's in the pudding Against the games, the big games that matter yeah. If James turns round and, and, and puts that in as well Then I'm on your shoulder. I'm talking in front of all the audience and whatnot And saying, maybe I called it wrong And, and okay. it's funny how a manager can completely change, change things And I just feel... Hopefully, it's not a false dawn because I've been through, you know, as a Rangers fan, a, a good, tough few years. I know for John, he's had an excellent few years seeing Celtic's dominance, but hopefully, with a guy like on I'm hoping this is a proper manager coming through, because you don't walk into a Monaco job with no background, mm-hmm. so the guy must have something about him. And um, He's saying all the right things. He's, he's good with the media. He doesn't give his too much away, um, whereas Michael Field would would go into... Talk a glass side to, light to sleep, Michael um,
2: so um,
8: so I think I think guys a different a different ball game and, and mm. the games I've been to at Ibrox, okay. I Ibrox I'm finding a lot of people singing for the same hymn sheet and Scott Wright's another another guy that's hopefully got a future heading but no brilliant brilliant points and um, John I listened to your commentary the other night but do you know what I don't think Celtic or Rangers to be honest, they just they just can't compete at that level like at. I watched this I watched Rangers against Monaco way back in early two thousands and at that yeah. time we could compete against the Bayern Munichs in that as well. I remember mm-hmm. Michael Moles going over and getting a bad injury we all of our can
3: yeah. I, yeah. you know, yeah. oh, I, I agree. I, yeah. I just think that you know even with 11 V eleven, it still would have been an incredibly difficult night. Um it's made harder for Celtic when they're 2 0 down down to ten men. They got they played with yeah. seventy minutes against a top quality team. I also want to make a point about Paul Clement and, and Tavernier. Yep. When you're losing games, like they lost a couple of games against Aberdeen, people are always looking for a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. But when you're winning games, everybody's on a high, everybody's happy, the players are wonderful, he's playing well, he's playing well. But when you lose a few games and the defender makes a mistake or whatever, then they're easy targets. And sometimes, when you go on a winning run, a winning spree, everybody's feeling good about themselves, you know. So the fact that Paul Clements come in, won his last five, doing really, really well, the players obviously are digging in for him and listening to him, which is great for them. Um, You know, everything is rosy, but that's a lot down to the fact that you're winning games. Enjoy the match, Paul.
1: The Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go!
2: Radio football show heading towards we'll have the Rangers team shortly for the match with Sparta Prague some news coming out from uh, Celtic this evening Celtic have released an update on the ongoing suspension of some of the Green Brigade they say some of the individuals have told them they no longer want to be associated with that group Celtic have made it clear that those who miss the games just now because of the suspension they will be reimbursed so Celtic are not going to charge you if you're not welcome at the games at the moment. And they are open to discussions. The club wants it to be known it's not about the flying of the Palestinian flags. They say that is not what this is about. So it's complicated, John. We're racing yeah. towards uh, the Rangers yeah, game. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad yeah. they,
3: they, they are they are talking and th- there'll be a conclusion to this because the Green Brigade are, are a massive part of, of Celtic support You know, they bring colour, they bring noise and and they're a fantastic part of it. But they have to work with the criteria that the club, you know, are working with, you know. And I just believe, you know, I like the Green Brigade. They bring a lot to the club. They they bring all the songs and everything else. But as I said, um, you know, in terms of it wasn't for the flags and it wasn't for the support of Palestine, you know, it's... um, you know they have to, and I'm glad. I'm glad that at yeah. least talking because you know yeah. the, the Green Brigade are a huge part of the
2: Celtic uh, support. Yeah. Celtic have issued uh, this letter email to all the ticket holders so that people can understand what's happening. For those um, that area, if there are some tickets available, they will be sold to other. Celtic fans who want to get to the games because, of course, they sell out uh, the home games. But open to moving it on, a discussion and a resolution, which is what we want in all these situations. Okay, that's the latest. there. just waiting for the update from Ibrox for the Rangers game. It's one-one at half time, Graham, isn't it? At uh, over there in Greece for Aberdeen's going to be a tough second half. They're going to be, it's going to be non-stop pressure.
4: Yeah, well, you know, Aberdeen started well in the game but once uh, Pelt got their goal they came in it a little bit so Aberdeen were, were under pressure for the last 10-15 minutes of the half there but um, if they go out the second half and have a go and if they can manage to get three points for, for the game it keeps it alive for them in the, in the group stage for the last two games
2: And Liverpool, you were checking for us, Ben Doak is playing tonight.
4: yep he playing yep so a Scottish boy playing down there so um, it's good to see these these young boys going down to a big club in Liverpool and, and getting opportunities to play in the European stage
2: what did you make of the Scotland squad for, obviously we've got a few players missing we know about kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson but the, the keeper Angus Gunn is out and also Aaron Hickey
4: yep a few players missing um, obviously already qualified so it's an opportunity for maybe some of these boys to come in and get a chance That will be a different goalie I've seen the manager speak Mm. this morning talking about who play. Liam Kelly and Zander Clark may play a game each so it'll be interesting for for them to get an opportunity and see if they can take it and a few other boys coming into the squad and um, I've seen the manager he wants to finish in a high he's not happy with just qualifying so it's important we just keep building that momentum before we go into the tournament in the summer And Robbie
2: McCrory he's not getting a game for Rangers obviously with Jack Butland the number one keeper but he's back in the squad
4: yeah, he's a good goalkeeper. And he's someone I, I worked with when I was at Rangers. He was just young, coming through. He hadn't played a lot um, back then, but he's went out and done a couple of loans and um, he's now number two at Rangers. So, yeah, he, he's done well. He's probably getting tennis now that, that he has to go and play games, but um, he's number two at the minute at Rangers. Ready for the Rangers team? Here it's
2: coming. I'll give you the Rangers lineup. So, Butland and goals, as you would expect. Uh, Tavernier, Lundström, Goldson, Jack... Cantwell, Lammers, Sima, Davies this is the way they're giving it in uh, the UEFA website Davies, Barisic and Danilo so that's, that's the team that you I think suggested earlier on so you've got Tavernier you've got Goldson, uh, Davies you've got Barisic, yep yeah. um, you've got Lundström, Jack Cantwell, Lammers, Sima, and uh, of course Danilo up front so I think that's exactly yeah, that's, what you that's, thought it would be.
4: that's yeah. what I thought it would be with um, Scott Wright not being fit. It's a decision to put Cantwell in. So um, that's a, it's a real opportunity for Rangers to, to take the game to Sparta. Um, and as I said earlier on, I think the one of this tie tonight will have a, a massive opportunity to progress.
2: On the bench, the goalkeepers McCrory and Wright. There's Desers, Lawrence that we spoke about a few moments ago, Paul was in the line. Sifuentes, Sterling, Roof. And he did hint that he might, well... You, know, you might see him for five or ten minutes, depending on what happens. Uh, Divine, King and McCausland. And great things are expected of Ma- McCausland. Sifuentes, we've just not seen enough of him and so there great expectations about him, wasn't there?
4: Yeah, someone who Rangers chase for a long time during the window. Um, I think he had signed a pre-contract and they paid a little bit of money to get him here early. But another one that, that's not really hit the ground running, not settled too well so far. Um, so... Someone I th- I think most of the fans were expecting big things of. So um it'll be important for him to get up to speed and, and hopefully he can get some game time in the league and, and push these guys like Ryan Jack and Lindstrom in that position in there.
2: It's hard for young players to break through, John, isn't it? All the big clubs.
3: It is, but you know, you've got some there's very special players, there's very special talents, and some managers throw them in, you know, earlier than others, you know. Some some of them get their chance, others don't. Um but you know, Rangers tonight they've they've chose a really attack minded um lineup. I wouldn't wouldn't see why not, you know, Tavernier Barasic would we'll look to get down mm-hmm. the flanks. provide um great service into the front people. You got Seema, uh Cantwell who will play in, in behind alongside, you know, Lammers. John, you uh, like the
2: look of Seema? He's oh, I like Seema.
3: I like Sima. I, I think he? he's a player yeah. that 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 can take players on, you know, and he's quick as well. So, for me, uh, I like him. I like him a lot, uh, and I wouldn't have expected anything else. You know, you know, it's um, it's a really attacking lineup tonight in a game that they could, they should win. They're at home, sparta Prague. If, if they've got ambition of qualifying, then tonight a must win for them. It's going to be some atmosphere. The manager was
5: asked about it. No, I'm looking uh, a lot forward to that. Uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of first moments last couple of weeks. Um, and this is another one, and okay, I've been yesterday also um, at the fan forum, so you feel in every sense, you feel it in the games, you feel it before the games, like when we came in, in, uh, in Emden Park, the atmosphere there, in Dundee, the atmosphere before the game already, there's already a big change in the minds of the supporters, much more positivity, I really drive and the players feel it also. They come on the pitch uh, for the warm up and that gives already a lot of energy to the players. So I hope to have that tomorrow, but even a little bit more. So European Nights is always something special. It's always been. I love it. And yeah, I hope uh, I really, really positive atmosphere in the stadium that uh, a lot of support from the fans
2: Graham Dorrance what do your old team have to look out for tonight
4: yeah I think that, uh, as I mentioned earlier um, Sparta have got their the top goal scorer coming back he's missed the last four or five games he's, he's yeah. scored seven or eight goals for them uh, in the league um, I was looking through their stats in the league as well I think they're averaging about 2.5 goals a game so um, they'll be a decent side, but as John mentioned, Rangers will be favourites for the game. They'll fancy their chances to go and win it and it's a great opportunity in, f- in front of a full Ibrox. But so it should be a great atmosphere as the-, as the manager touched on there. So I fully fancy something to go and get a win tonight. Who do you expect to excel for Rangers? John touched on, I think Sima, your attacking players. I think Cantwell needs to-, to step up a little bit again um, and Danilo, as we mentioned, a fan favourite as well. So. Yeah, will be. I think it'll be a, a quite an open game. I think Sparta will be coming, and they'll probably fancy their chances as well.
3: I think when Rangers got their big success in the Europa League by getting to the final, they came out and they went after teams. You know, I mean, how many early goals did they score at home? And, and all of a sudden, that knocks the wind out of the opposition. When the crowd get up, it becomes a very difficult place to go for opposition teams. Um, so for me, start well, get Tavernier down the right balls in the box with quality and then obviously you know, you've know you got the likes of uh, Danilo looking to get on the end of crosses and you've got Seema running at their, their players so start well all of a sudden and get in the lead and, and all as I said with that crowd um, and that's where they got a lot of their success um, when they got to the final of Europa League two or three years ago
2: Graham before we let you go what's your scoreline?
4: As I said there I think it'll be an open game but i will come and they'll, they'll have a go at Rangers I think um, they'll know as well that that probably the winner of this tie will have a, a right good chance of going through. But I think Rangers will probably just have a bit too much for them. I'll, I'll go to win Rangers.
2: A bit too much for them. Graham, enjoy the match. Thanks very much. We'll let you go early. We're still here, John. So, John will uh, cheer on the Rangers fans as they head to Ibrooks. No, Graham's yeah. just heading there. The traffic's not too bad. We've just checked for you. John, these European nights, though, are just so special for you in your yeah. career. And you could have been playing at Rangers, but my goodness, what a success you've been at Celtic. Well, European, European nights, nights are what
3: yeah. you tell your what you tell your kids about yeah. and things like that. They, they're great nights when that's See Graeme. Graham, all the best, mate. When um, you know you tell your kids about them, Paul. Yeah. When that Champions League anthem yeah. comes on, there's only a certain amount of players that actually get to to witness yeah. that and you know and and to feel it and. To, You know, and this is why I say to the younger lads now, just embrace all these opportunities. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be competitive, and the more competitive you are and successful, the more enjoyment you get out of them. But, um, you know, um, as I said, I I think Rangers, in terms of where they are right now, and that um, momentum and that feel-good factor, you know, the fans will be turning up tonight. Absolutely, that stadium will be rocking, and I I can't see nothing Mm. other than a Rangers win.
2: It's early days, of course, for the manager. He's a good start, five games, no defeats. And he reflected,
5: he was asked to think about how are things going for you? We're also in a building period. Eh? <laughs> We've not only been observing and, uh, and just looking uh, on the side what's going on. Uh, that's never been the case. It was from the first start also building. But I don't know everybody really well for the moment in all the circumstances. That I mean with observation. Um, I want to see also how players react uh, with the first uh, deception they have, or the first disappointment, or the first time that they played a really good game, and the next game they don't start. I had it for the semi-final. There were players who played uh, a few days before a really good game, and they didn't play the semi-final. How is their reaction? Is it pure individual or do they think collective? So I need an observation period, for uh, yeah, a few weeks, a few months, to get everybody really into detail, to get the best out of everybody. Do I need to slap them more or do I need to be nice more? <laughs>
3: so it's a different for every player. He's good, John, isn't he? It well, is different. Yeah. Everybody yeah. takes criticism you know, a different way. People like a pat on the show. This is where a manager earns his salt, really, because you know, you've got to get to know the character of the players. And... How would you,
2: if Martin and Neil had a go... I, mean, well, just, I, I, yeah.
3: I had no choice, Paul. I had to take it. I didn't, I didn't like <laughs> yeah. it. I, I don't think anybody likes oh, criticism. Yeah. You know, but you sometimes you've got to deal with it and sometimes yeah. you've got to try and put it right in the next game and obviously show the manager that you, that you can do better. Um, yeah. I always say that the manager is always right. Looking back on my career, well, a good I had, career a, few di- I had yeah. a few ding-dongs with managers yeah. over the years, but I always look back and now and think, well, you mm. know what, looking back... The manager was right.
2: Can I know. throw a few games at you for the weekend? Yeah. Okay. Just who's gonna win, do you think? Dundee St. Mirren? Oh, that's oh, a tough it one. St. Is, Mirren, okay. third. Yeah.
3: Um, doing I think St. Mirren might go to okay. Dundee and win. Hibbs Kilmarnock. So
2: um, Killy need to be better away from home and Derek says that. But they're going well at home. They are, not they? Yeah. yeah. But it's away they're at Hibbs. So I think I think Hibs might be. Yeah. Motherwell Hearts, that's a good game, isn't it, Saturday? That
3: is a good game. Yeah. And um the fact that Motherwell showed character they came back
2: the other night to draw Um, I think Motherwell might win that They're going for the well and St Johnson against Ross County my goodness points so important for both of them yeah I think
3: yeah. St Johnson Craig Levine you know he's obviously got something out of them the other night went 2 nil up yep. and they were pegged back to 2-2 sure. to um against Motherwell mm. so I just think against- Craig, Craig is it's a really good fixture, so as well think? for him.
2: I think St. Johnson might just take it. Yeah, yeah I do. okay. Um, they need Liv- the points Livvy as well, against Rangers. Ra- Rangers going to kick off soon, of course, eight o'clock kick off. So we won't say too much on it. But would you expect Rangers to win? I at would. Libby? I would yeah.
3: tonight. Yeah, as I said, there's a feel good factor at the club. Yep. You know,
2: um, Philippe and, uh, sorry, Clement And is on coming. Sunday, would you expect Rangers to win at Livy? What do you think? I don't so. know with that one. That yeah, okay. that's
3: where yeah. you know the pitch and things are mm. are not yep. as good as they've been in recent years. Mm. The, the the results are showing that, um, but it's one of them. Rangers will still probably win the game because yeah. they, they'll have they'll have a lot of quality in the side and and they are feeling good about themselves. But that's one where you've got to be really at it because you know you yeah, know the sure. the pitch. Everyone you know. knows it's tough yeah, there, isn't absolutely. It?
2: Okay. That's the twelve o'clock game. Two o'clock. It's 2:30. Uh, Celtic against Aberdeen. What do you think is going to happen? I
3: think Celtic might look to bounce back as um, Aberdeen are obviously playing tonight, doing quite a the, Yeah, we're the, still one-one. Yeah, one-one yeah. after just under an hour. But I think I think Celtic will look to uh, react from from that disappointment the other night in Madrid, and I think Celtic will uh, will win that one as well.
2: It's been quite a week, hasn't it, uh, John? Celtic will be the ones are going to kind of wash it out of their hair now, won't they? This game, I too to, yeah. Paul. You know, yeah. that's the thing with football, you've always got another chance to put
3: it right, you know. So they look to dust themselves down, go again, and get back to winning ways on the weekend.
2: And final scoreline tonight, then Rangers will kick off shortly. Still 1 1. Aberdeen, they're under the pump a wee bit in the second half.
3: Yeah, I think about, means but, there's a yeah. win tonight. I think there's a, as I said, I'm repeating yep. myself. Uh, fans will go there feeling good about themselves and I I think Rangers will uh, will win the game thanks John enjoy the weekend
2: we'll see you we'll hear you here on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy next week Stephen McGinn is here tomorrow night with myself and Barry Ferguson who's at the match this evening we're back tomorrow at 5
1: the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products let's
0: go Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk